0: Hello everyone, Um, this is Kwame, the General Secretary for the Students' Union, and you're welcome to JINSEC on radio, and today we're going to have an interesting discussion that has to do with the child and parent relationship, and trying to understand the rights that children have, the kind of right that they are even fighting for right now, and the position that it puts their parents in. So we just want to find out that if a child exercises a particular right of his or her, and then there are consequences. Should we hold parents responsible for that? That is going to be the questions that we'll be asking, and I have my wonderful panelists here to tell us their opinions on that. But before that, let's listen to this right a particular child is asking for.
1: Thank you, honorable speaker. Um, So my question was, not met really much of a question. Well, it's kind of like a statement. So um, let's say we're in 2019 and it's the elections and a child wants to vote, but they don't have that opportunity to vote because they are under age. Um, what if we make this change, what if the child um, studies and studies all the things that different political parties want to um, change in the country and they understand the depth of what they're doing and they go through one or two assessments and they have like the, in- the voting intelligence of an adult because just because somebody has a different age than another person does not necessarily mean that they should have less um, access to things because of their age or anything like that. But like um, many ch- um, adults expect children to be um, to to not have as much as intelligence as um, adults, but if the child has surprisingly high intelligence but but, um, they are still not allowed that just because of their age, it's not because of what's on the outside, it's because of what's on the inside.
0: Okay, so um, we just had the demands that a child is making in relation to um, voting. And I'm pretty sure um, you all understand the sort of demand that he's making and you may have your own perspective on that. But we just want to use this audio to, you know, come up with the broader question around who really a child is. We understand that the UN, the World Society have our own definitions of who a child is. But after listening to this audio, do you think the definition of a child needs to be different from what the UN is saying. Well, before we answer that question, I would like my panelists to introduce themselves to you. So let's start from here. So you tell us your name, the program you're doing, where you're from, yeah, something like that.
2: Thank you and good evening to everyone. I'm Jones Larry. I'm from Ghana, Kumasi, in Ghana, and a student at the University of Manchester I'm studying tissue engineering, biomedical engineering.
3: Uh, and I'm Fahad. I'm studying nursing. I um, grew up in Saudi Arabia, but been here a while. Uh, thank you, Kwame, for this uh, for this platform. Um, honestly that child has, has blown me away really that level of maturity you won't expect from a lot of adults would you know <laughs>
0: exactly you know <laughs> so I think we'll be going uh, much deeper into that conversation so first let me just ask you Larry um, if dictionaries never existed you know and you just lived in this world encountering kids like the one who just spoke and somebody now ask you who a child is what what would be your description or your definition of who a child is
2: Uh, thank you Kwame that's an interesting question but I think the problem with defining a child is that we want an all-purpose definition of who a child is but it's it's difficult to do that and you mentioned the UN I think they've tried to define a, a, a child as best as they they can for all purposes. But if we are to define well who a child is, then I think it should be tailored to the purpose to which we are making the definition. Now, um, for instance, there is um, if we want to hold our children responsible, mm-hmm. it's different from if we want to, say, give them A license to do so. An age of responsibility, for instance, Mm -hmm. is different from age of license. There's relate a relation. They are close, but they are a bit different. Mm -hmm. If um, this what the child is claiming for is license to vote, Mm -hmm. you know, but we have to balance them. We we have to. Uh, make a distinction. So if you want this right, it comes with responsibilities. Okay. So you know mm-hmm. that? so a child mm-hmm. in an all fit definition mm-hmm. is the one who is not expected to exhibit that level of intelligence, mm-hmm. judgment, good mm-hmm. sound judgment as you would expect of an adult. An of adult. course, but that that also means that we have to know who an adult is. <laughs> and, <laughs> an adult is. and some <laughs> yeah. adults are childlike, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> exactly. But you know <laughs> that is, we this child said something interesting. He said that um if a child is surprisingly intelligent, has yes. a surprisingly high intelligence. Yeah. By mentioning that using surprisingly, he he admits implicitly that mm-hmm. Such children
0: are the exceptions, not the rule. Well, maybe, we, maybe he can argue that um, that is what society has it. You know, societies feel like children do not have some sort no, of intelligence. No. Um, maybe that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what society has. And then looking at the kind of question, the one we are defining as a child is asking. It's sort of kind of um, questioning that narrative that for him to be able to ask that question would we still define him as a child at that point like his ability to ask this question, his ability yeah. to even understand that yeah. um okay. adult um, a group of people mm-hmm. a demographic that we define as adults mm-hmm. you know have a certain intelligence and another demographic do not have it but how about if that demographic who do not have surprisingly have it yeah. then would that be enough you know for them to have the same rights like the adults have so for me his ability to understand that and ask that question does it still make him a child
2: no it doesn't not to me anyway but i have to mention that um there are very few children like he is who will be able to exercise that reasoning in fact Gauss, i don't know that scientist mathematician Mm -hmm. He found a mistake on his father's pay slip around the age of two or three. We all mm-hmm. know Bill Gates founded My- Microsoft around the age of 19. Mm-hmm. And he had been working before 19 yeah. years of age. Yeah. You need some good judgment to mm-hmm. be able to start a company like Microsoft. You know? Okay, so but not every child is like Bill Gates. Yeah. We are working with the the general child population, not the, the exceptional ones. So I think yeah. that it is best if we can, um, like he suggested, we could assess and find out the few ones. But then that also, it's difficult to do that. It's, you need the resources. It is easier to, for instance, in a population of 1,000, say that all children are no voting than to say to spend the resources and identify 10 out of the 1,000.
0: Okay, it, okay, It's, it's difficult. Yeah. But so, if
2: we want to generalize and mm-hmm. say, because this guy has been able to exercise this judgment, we are... We are, we are saying that all kids, all children, are to vote. Then mm-hmm. it means that all the assumptions that we've made—that for instance, we cannot prosecute children then we are also assuming that they have good judgment and so they know what's right and what's not uh, right, okay, and so, so we can prosecute
0: them and all of that. Yeah. So we, 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 we are
2: want to protect them. We know, are trying to balance all of those.
0: We will come back uh, to that. But I pro- think um, when you also listen to the audio, the child understood. The reason why um, making that generalization too may be wrong. And that is why he was even calling for yeah. an assessment. So, generalizations, you know, they,
2: are, they, they good. are wrong because even some old people, I'm trying So, to, some um, political so, science so pla- like,
0: um, before that, I want Fahad to also come in and also tell us, like, you know, if you have to define who a child is. Right now, I think society defines who a child is by age
3: i eat. think society doing that by age is for the purposes of uh, putting a, a sort of a quantitative measure on it makes it easier for laws and regulations yeah. and public policies things like that as, as you were alluding to yeah. um there however i would take it further and say you would need to take it on an individualized basis as you said based on the context yeah. if the child is showing a level of maturity and awareness yeah. depending on the context so in this context we're talking about this child's ability to engage with the political sphere yeah and clearly he knows way more about Mm -hmm. politics than exactly most members (laughs) of the public most even i do Oh yeah, Uh, yeah. maybe maybe you'd say Uh so then why should we limit his uh engagement with civic discourse just because of his age exactly and And,
0: why should we still refer to him as a child so for me now i think i'm even becoming a bit more cautious in saying He being a child, so I'm still seeing him as another person who is being defined as a child. We we can say
2: that, but the fact is also that you know these things. It it it, it, it didn't start today. From uh, the Romans, they made a a distinction between adults and children Mm -hmm. for purposes of, like I I alluded to before, protection and all of that. Yeah. Now, what has changed over the years is that now we have the science to back it. It has been shown uh by neuroscience research that the, the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for the executive functions mm-hmm. like decision making and, and all of that, they are not well developed until around twenty five about, you know. It is why we don't we don't allow Uh, these people we are calling children Mm -hmm. to not consent to sex for instance Mm -hmm. uh, at the age below 16 and all of that drinking taking alcohol so it's we can make the distinction we can say that this this guy is not a child in one sense but we Mm -hmm. have to also be careful because like I said um, he knows a lot more than some some adult If if we are going to vote like he's asking for, then we need people who can exercise good judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, we know we need people who, for instance, some adults don't even know the three arms of government. Yes, in, in my country. Yeah, some of these kids know. Yeah, you can't tell me that the adults are more informed to vote than than this guy. Yes, of course. But um, it's not just about the knowledge too. How do you prove that you? You have good judgment, for instance. Mm-hmm. Decision making and
0: all of that. But that's what I mean. It's, he talked mm-hmm. about test. He See, I about would, test.
3: I would argue that's a very adult centric approach to, exactly, to it. You know, because we <laughs> as adults I'm finally an adult, I've been an adult yeah. for a while, I'll say. <laughs> but we underestimate yes. the abilities of children and especially in today's day and age you went as far back as the roman times but now with information being at our fingertips children are so much more well versed with the going on yeah. in the world they're more socially aware they're more politically engaged i mean the hong kong protests over the summer there they were school children there protesting and revising for their exams yeah. now i wouldn't have done that if uh, as exactly. a child growing up yeah. um and now if you look at the sort of the climate change protests i mean you yeah. might be divisive in your mm. opinions on on the merits yeah. of what they're doing but they're politically engaged children
0: exactly and for me um, the, the whole idea of what makes somebody well-informed is people somebody that has access to information and then right now access to information has no age limit you know so let's say the information that one requires to be able to claim the right to vote does it have age limit? Because Bro. let's say, like, if you if you want to watch Netflix, um, there are some videos that requires you know the PG guidance and all that. But I'm pretty sure that that isn't an information in relation to video being an information mm-hmm. being something that the child needs to be able to vote. And so, so don't you think that it is high time we started to look at things from the child's perspective, and then said, okay. Should we necessarily define who a child is in relations to voting? Maybe bringing in some context, you know, that maybe when it comes to voting, mm-hmm. now that we have, we have kids that are 13 going to universities at the moment, we have um, somebody at 10 now completing uh, high school and all that. Mm-hmm. Should we still look at the right to vote, you know, designing it around
2: age? Um, I think that, I mean, you can't prove, for instance, that someone who is eighteen years old is necessarily well placed to vote than someone who's seventeen mm-hmm. or sixteen, mm-hmm. and by extension, say yeah. fourteen. Yeah, you you, you simply can't prove that. Yeah. but the fact still remains that we have to
0: define it somehow. Yeah. yeah so my point is that and should we should we now that we've realised that using age, you know, as as a definition of um, maturity and being informed do you mm-hmm. think now it works as compared to what if if it's about being informed then why don't we use let's say the level of education uh, it's not enough the information and i think
2: we are emphasizing too much about information we are also thinking about maturity exercise and judgment decision making that is not mm-hmm. just exposure to information we have some adults um, well-informed adults who are not mature enough. I am mm-hmm. sure we've all mentioned yeah, people yeah. like that. So it's it's not just about but they can no still political vote. science.
3: But they can still vote. They
2: can still vote, of A, course. Um and that is we, the point. We let exactly. five. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. can vote like that. Yeah. Some of them suffer from senile dementia.
0: Yeah. But fine we, um, we don't
2: exclude so them because mm-hmm. they don't have that yeah, you know so we, we have some limitations in, mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. system. And, and and yes, I think that if we can correct them to Assess some of these kids and pick them out mm-hmm. and give them the chance to vote. Then that's the way to go.
0: Yeah. So, if I had, um, like Larry is highlighting the complexity in in this, which which I I totally agree. But my point is, can we should we see the complexity as a reason to still focus more on the age? age as a parameter for defining um, maturity, being well informed, and then, I mean, we are looking at the fact that the rights of the child wants is something that um, he wants to be able to live as a child, not as an adult, you know? And so having an adult in, let's say, today's age, adult trying to be the one voting on issues that would affect a child. Because even though you know adults who claim that uh, we've been children before, like we've been kids before, Mm -hmm. you were kid like you know twenty years ago, (laughs) yeah, exactly, and all that. So, don't you still think that children should have the right to, let's say, vote on issues that affect them right now? So See, I, have, yeah. I I would say that um, I I agree with what you said
3: about the prefrontal cortex development and looking at child psychology and child development over the over the years. But then, as we discussed before, given how much more mature children are today than generations ago, and but. That's one factor to consider, but then the other factor, as you said, the practicality of it. It's probably not feasible to do psychometric tests on every single child. And eligible, ah, oh, you, you, you get the green sticker. You can vote. You're the red sticker. You're still a child. Exactly. So then the compromise might be what what Scotland did in terms of letting 16 year olds and above vote. They brought down the voting age, and um, I think what you're saying, what Kwame, you were saying about voting on issues that affect them. Um, I mean, if you're a child and you're working you pay tax 16 year olds you join the army so yeah. then why do they not have representation they're entitled to that yeah i mean say what you will about the political system <laughs> yeah. the the premise is the same that you have a right to vote this yeah. is how we exercise our democracy
0: yeah and i think what? it is it is the same as you know at a point when we felt that women you know society defined women as not being strong to let say even join um the military and all that yeah. and now they say that In fact, we are,
2: before they, they were allowed to vote it was argued that uh, they may be influenced by their husbands. Uh, you, you, get, you get the point? You know, uh, so, <laughs> so, so I and mean, people are saying that kids are easily influenced by their parents. Uh, exactly. In exactly. The way of their parents exactly. So, so you realize
0: that. that so, so you, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so you realize that um society uh, at the beginning gave some sort of definition and contest to you know some of the some of the um, laws that were passed, but now a lot of things have come to prove that, let's say, women. Can vote, whether whether or not they are influenced, is not a problem. <laughs> they 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 can join the military, and you can define them as being, let's say, vulnerable or flexible or you know weak and all that. And then now kids too are saying that, yes, you are defining us as, as, you are defining somebody who is a kid being somebody below the age of 18 and having soft bones and all those kind of things. They are saying they, they are not. So why don't we give them the chance like the way we are, we, we are, we've given to, let's say, women and, and, and other people. But my, my next question has to do with, let's say, still on the voting. Now, um, I, back, back home in Ghana, um, they were voting on, you know, one political party was vo- um, talking about free education, you know, and then the opposition was talking about um, that free education doesn't, doesn't really allow quality tuition to be provided. And so imagine uh, kids, you know, like you were saying, it is parents that pay fees, right? And then it is the kids that gets the tuition, Okay, so, uh, and then kids, let's say, going out and say, no, we want much more emphasis on quality education, because that is our future. So the kids go and vote for quality education that is not necessarily free, knowing that it is the parents that needs to pay, you know? So if you are a kid, if a kid goes in the, if you allow kids to vote, and they vote for quality education, which is not free, but the other one that's not quality, rather is free, you know, and then they vote for the free one and uh, they, v- they vote for the quality one. Mm-hmm. And our parents need to pay. Can parents make an argument that, OK, if you had you voted for the other one, I would have been able to, you know, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't be getting these bills right now. Exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> now I can't pay for the decision that you're yeah. making. So as a the consequence, what, what if you were a parent, what would you do?
3: Oh boy! So this is delving into the education system as well. Yes. Private v state, yeah. and then yeah, and off. acknowledging and uh,
0: the 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 interest by the both parties—one mm-hmm. being the one that will finance, and one being the one that will receive the education—and so who should take a decision? Who who should be allowed to take the decision, and who should face the consequences?
3: <laughs> yeah, you you made a real twister there.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean. I would say, I
3: mean, if there's money involved now in terms of paying tuition fees, I yeah. mean, <laughs> who's the breadwinner there? The parents. So ultimately they need to decide which school um, they send the child to. But, I mean, but, the kid, but then the child has voted for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, but then you can't force the parents to, to cough up those
0: fees no. if there's no system of state education. But the decision that the parent takes right now to, on the long term, is going yeah. to affect the child, not the parents. Because if the child doesn't get good education, the it, it has a correlation with the person's employability and all those things in the future.
3: And that's it. I would argue the state needs to look further into the education provisions in that situation. If you're having such a large cohort of children in mm-hmm. that country saying, yeah. hey, we want quality education, guys. Yeah. we we don't care about the money, We this is us being concerned about yeah. the future, then instead of in the sort of short-term focusing on the parents opening up their wallets, yeah. maybe we need to look a bit higher in
0: that situation and see
3: <laughs> what the state can do.
0: But um, like I'm talking about, you, you, you were in Ghana, yeah. but the yes. issue was around, election time ah uh, okay political parties one talking about quality education Mm -hmm. and one talking about free education Education, but the whole idea of the free education not necessarily translating into quality education you know so kids rather looking more at we want quality education so the political party that will bring quality education is what i'm looking uh, at uh
2: permit me to yeah they are not mutually exclusive. Well, that's
0: well that one that one to call education. But... And, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Quantity education are mutually exclusive. I mean, you can't have yeah. the quantity and quality but, but, at the same yeah. time. You know it's but in but this scenario. Yeah. yeah. Assuming that um they are mutually exclusive mm-hmm. and and then kids go ahead and vote for quality education. Yeah. Well, it's you expect that the government will do whatever it can to, to come in, of course, like you. You, you make promises. Earlier.
0: No, don't make promises, yeah. actually. Oh. But but, but, <laughs> but, but, but the, the promise that they made at the beginning, you know, two parties have made a promise that, do you know what, don't care about money, care about the quality, and this is how it's going to affect you in the future. And one is saying that, do you know what, I'm going to give you free education. He's not talking about whether it's to be quality or not, but it's like the inferences are that there is a tendency that being free, they wouldn't have enough finances to still, you know, bring in other things that can enforce quality because they will have to be bringing in money to be paying teachers and other things, you know. While tuition would have enhanced the ability to use other finances to provide the other needs that provide quality, so that's what you're talking about. So already they are voting based on promise. So parents are voting for the free one because it will help them financially, and then kids are voting for the quality one because it will help them um academically, you know, yeah, academically yeah. So in the assuming future,
2: that government has no role to play in this then it becomes a totally familiar because issue. they are choosing the government because anyways. you can't force me to cough out the money Good. You know? exactly and so exactly. the children um, will have to face at the same time yeah i also have your interests at heart just yeah. because you voted for the other government doesn't mean that i hate you suddenly you're you yeah, my child yeah parents have their children's interests at heart yeah so um in in a family i i assume that the parents if they have the money they are going to do it but if they they don't yeah i mean these children are not children like that they can also um bring up some ideas for instance if you have age and you can do some part-time work it's possible to also
0: for the you have to be responsible when you have the right to make these decisions good so so, Larry brought in the fact that the child needs to face the consequence for the decision that they take. Mm-hmm. But in relation to education, again, so far you come in this way, in relation to education, the child is supposed to work, right? I mean, you are talking about if, let's say, the child chose to vote for the government. And, and I can't afford it. Yeah, you can't and, uh, afford as it. As the
2: parent, Exactly, I can't afford the total yeah. tuition. And uh, there's something you can there's do something you, 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 you can you are do You're not prohibited
0: by law. For instance, you're 16, uh, no, you can work. No, they are pro- prohibited by law. Because <laughs> under 18, under 18 as defined... Depending on the, the country, depending on... Under 18 as defined by the UN Convention, which has over 196 countries as members. In fact... They are all going by the definition of a that child you've being mentioned under 18. That,
2: now that you've mentioned that, the UN also thinks that the age of criminal responsibility should be 12 the UK it's mm-hmm. eight mm-hmm. it's just because you are signatory to it they are, of course they are pressuring the UK yeah. to adopt that yeah but they are not hot. and what can you do yeah, it differs it's not necessarily that when the US or uh, the UN has uh, prescribed some certain mm-hmm. age mm-hmm.
0: it's it's
2: compulsory
0: but but, it, but countries are compelled to Larry, adopt it. that's very good but you see um, fact like when when you take things like let's say child labor you know, they've given a, 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 should I say, a specific definition for child labor, you know, allowing a child, you know, um, forcing a child to embark on some economic activities without the child being happy around it, and actually even around the time that the child should be going to school, you know, so talking about the time that um let's say the child can also do something to support the parent because it was a child's decision (laughs) you know the child claimed that right to vote and all that and it's conflicting with this the thing is in in your
3: example i would argue whether that decision the children made to vote for the quality education whether it was actually informed Uh because you're saying about keeping in Uh, keeping in mind the parents financial situation and all of this as well so did they succumb to just political rhetoric to win votes Mm -hmm. or were they realistic in their understanding of the actual consequences of Mm -hmm. it as you say so I mean uh, like as Bosho and Childress will put out the three condition theory to have autonomy you need to show intention understanding and that you engaged in this voluntarily Mm-hmm. Now, I would say that the child, in your example, they had the intention and they engaged to vote voluntarily. Yeah. But did they have the understanding of the ramifications of,
0: um, <laughs> yeah. of the thing, of of the... Of and the that, issue they're voting on, because I think that and that usually is the same issue adults face. I mean, <laughs> adults yeah. we all we all vote yeah. and we yeah. don't know exactly. Well, we all true. base That's our information on. It's not what, exclusive to children. It's that not problem yeah. to children, yeah. yeah. So I mean, using that as like you know as a base and the child, you know, claiming the vote. So now we are talking because I think. This being complex, you know, like the, the difficulty with which we, we are even finding in coming up with the with the question makes the children actually even right, in in a sense that why is it that even right now right now we all know that let's say issues like Brexit happened and people are claiming that we should we should do another voting and all these kind of things, but it were, it were adults it were adults <laughs> that voted, you know and another section saying that like it's wrong and all those things but let's just put that one aside
3: it's a bit contentious you know
0: (laughs) know, let's just put that one aside but it still comes back to what the child is saying why don't we come up with an assessment if somebody is saying that people need to be well informed you know to be able to vote then why don't you come up with a framework that defines what well informed means so that regardless of age everybody goes through it then the one who passes Votes.
3: in principle yes <laughs> <laughs> is it practical yes. Yes. can it be that done i mean i mean what you're saying you're almost comparing like a a, a number an age limit on the ability to make decisions yeah. and things so if i bring a sort of a medical example in we when it comes to children making decisions for their treatment that we have something called the gillick competency yeah. And it's, from a, it's, it's be, uh, after a case that happened about um, a, a girl wanted to get um, some contrac- contraception yeah. against the mother's wishes, the GP gave, mother tried to sue the GP. Um, so based on that, which has now sort of become pr- precedent, if, if for con- context specific, if the child is able to show understanding of what the medical decision is that they're about to make,
0: then their choice is taken first. But, but but taking who, precedence <laughs> over yeah, but who, the parents who assesses the child's understanding? If possibly, the father we've already indicated that there may be adults that do not even have that sort of understanding. So if the child's understanding is going to be assessed by such an adult,
3: who is doing the assessing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair. I mean, in my example, it's it's doctors who are and yeah, practitioner, so. medical practitioners. Who would you suggest in this? We That's have had doctors that went it's, wrong.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So there is, it's difficult, like I say, we are not in a, in a perfect world. And yet we want to, uh, make what we, we think are the best choices Mm. to be able to establish a a, a competent based system to uh, that is used to exercise one's franchises, Mm. it's a complicated one to say the least. So So I think that is the main barrier. So th- and the fact that people may even take advantage
0: of that bias in the system, I'm quite As in like even adults being the one setting whichever question yeah. that their kids need to answer you know, and just making sure the kids <laughs> can't be <even> answering. <laughs> oh, ringing, like, ringing, yeah, you know, ringing
2: the yeah, test yeah, in their we favor. We can do that. We, we can, we can yeah. we, we, we do that. So it, it's <laughs> difficult. So With the school thing though, I think that um, parents should be responsible, but they won't cough the money if they don't have it they will do their best you know they'll take responsibility civil responsibility just like if your kid broke someone's glass mm-hmm. you are going to pay you it, you that's your responsibility yeah I I, I com- they will do I, that I completely so agree with the education thing the parents are going to pay of course but if there is something that a child who is not restricted by law I mean with regard to age mm-hmm. can do to help then they can have friends who are working, supporting their parents. Okay. Put them so, to go to school. I think that is, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not bad in itself. Some uh, some even argue that working, learning how to take on such responsibilities, help you mature. It's, it develops you into a refined individual.
0: You know, so, I, I just wish, um, let's say, those at UN that takes decisions around childly, defining what child labor is and all that, mm-hmm. could appreciate it. Because, like, I worked as a child and I could... Understand exactly what money is, even below the oh, age of eighteen. You uh, know, tell but me the, all about it. But, but <laughs> the point, but the point is that people don't understand it. Like things are a bit more Eurocentric when it comes to decisions that are being made, and then we put children in the same cap, you yeah. know, as let's say kids in Europe and all that. But let's move on to um, this aspect of the UN Article uh, Convention around. He says that freedom of um children have the freedom of association okay and then they are in that they are saying that every child has the right to meet with other children and to join groups and organizations as long as this does not stop other people from enjoying their rights so you see kids now have the right to join any association or groups that they want so Is this convention trying to say that the consequences of the child joining whichever group that they want, like who's supposed to be the consequence, like if there are consequences with the group that the child joins, should it still be the child or it will be put on the parents? Maybe you can give an example to address this.
2: They didn't mention anywhere. Yeah, I know. Parents should be, because... We, we we give them that right, but they have to, it is the parent's responsibility, with the support of the state, of course, to um, look after the the child's development. I agree that, t- to some extent, that they should have some of these rights. But because, like John Stuart Mills mentioned in um, his, his book Liberty, the only purpose for which um, force can be exercised on any member of a civilized society if it's put others in harm, mm-hmm. harm's way. But for his or his own good, whether physical or moral, it's not a sufficient warrant. So I, I, I don't think that by reason of um, you have to give the child a right if it doesn't put others from harm, if we can't prove that it's it's going to bring harm either upon well i don't agree, totally uh, agree people. with John ward mills <laughs> all, all the way but for the most part i agree that if it doesn't put other people in harm's way or himself yeah. him or herself then there's
0: uh, yeah a, but you see little reason to so for her, like mm-hmm. when, you, when you look at this convention it's actually talking about how if this does not stop other people from enjoying their rights so mm-hmm. it didn't even bring the child in question here so, thing,
3: you're, I think you're referring to Article 15. Yes. But 15. that 15. Um. But the thing is, as well as that, you have Articles 18 and 19, which say that there is a parental responsibility right. to make sure what, to look out for what is best for the child. <laughs> so, so if associating with that group <laughs> isn't <laughs> best for the child, okay. the parent and state needs have state. responsibilities. And then, if you look at Article 19, protection from violence, abuse, and neglect. If they associate, what they're trying. To associate with has potential to abuse them or um, sub- subject them to violence. Then there is
0: an intervention
3: that needs to be made. So, so
0: let me give you an example. So we have extension rebellion. You've heard of extension <laughs> rebellion, yep. you know, like you know, campaigning for um, climate change and all that. And we have kids who stop going to school to join that group to protest. Okay, so here we have kids. Joining a group here, like they have the liberty to join the group. And then we have the state, the state was talking about it So I think um countries like Australia, Denmark that also had students joining in were complaining that kids are supposed you are supposed to be in school. You know, so there the the state saw the need for the kids to be in school and not joining the group because they felt that it wasn't going to help them. Okay. And then parents, parents, some parents too were aggrieved that like you are supposed to be in school but the parents couldn't do anything because they know the kids have the right as stated here to join any group that 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 they want so here it was the kids talking about the fact that they believe like you know they they are the ones going to stay in the nearest future and not their parents and those, so they should be protecting the, the the environment and all that and like this is what you guys are teaching us this is what you you teach us in school so, um, and we want to break it, bring it into action. So here's the case, parents and then the state actually were in disagreement to the, the, the right of the child, but the children still went, went ahead to do it. So like, if anything was to happen to them, or the fact that they missed school, if it affects their employability in the future, who should be blamed? Well,
3: firstly, I think this issue is bigger than missing a few lessons of school. I think the Extinction Rebellion, what they're standing for, people might disagree about their methods, but for decades, you know, people uh, policy has been ignoring the issues um, behind uh, fossil fuel usage and and yeah. as such. And yeah. so, perhaps one could say, if children were allowed to be more politically engaged, it wouldn't have come to that.
0: Uh, so, so, so. That, so I think
3: this is a result of not only ignoring um, sort of the 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 environment and climate change issues, yeah. but also this is almost like a cry for help for children wanting to be. Engaged with civil discourse.
0: But isn't it the same as the education example that we gave where kids were looking at how, you know, they want to vote to protect their future and parents also talking about how they are going to lose money? I don't
2: agree with the assumption that only these children have their interests at heart. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Some
2: parents are toiling their lives away exactly just to support their kids. Yeah, So I don't agree with the assumption, assumption that these children... Are, only they have their their interest at uh, uh,
0: uh, say in ten years or twenty years. So so then then uh, in, in relation to I mean what you just said um, and I totally agree with you. In the first I have to I want to make that I totally agree with the point that you also made. But so in this case, can we look at defining who a child is as somebody who is okay maybe somebody who is not independent.
2: Independent.
0: Yeah. So that even if you are 50 years and then you are still dependent on, let's say, your parents, then it's like you are a child and you are supposed to make sure the decisions that are being taken is taken by your parents and not you. J- just so some things. of these things, you know, what come in, the fact yes. that, you know, it is somebody that is feeding you, it is somebody that is rather, um like, taking care of you in the house and all that, and so you should respect the...
2: Now, we all know here that there are repercussions. If, For instance, you your parents tell you to go to school instead of that. Um, depending on the parent, of course, you may not have your phone for the next three days. Or yeah. That. So you can be punished. But I think, and in in this instance, um, the the state is motivated to disagree with with these kids. Yes, I you agree mean, with you. Yes, it's your duty. You can hide behind go to school. You are supposed to be in school. And, and, and not actually face the, 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 uh, the question that they are raising, because it's an important one. Yeah. And they learn to practice it. They don't learn to keep the information. Mm-hmm. They are practice what they are being taught. So I think they have that right. And like I, I alluded to before, what they did, it, 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 it doesn't really harm anybody or themselves. In it, It doesn't put them in imme- any immediate risk. Unless you find that demonstration is is good, it's allowed by law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it and does. They they can do that. But the fact if that they are missing tuition, they are missing tuition. The adult misses work sometime when we demonstrate. I mean, it's yeah. but but let's, it's a little trade off. You can't prove that trade-off, that yeah. two days, three days are going to impact significantly mm-hmm. on oh what about the lessons
0: that i'm going to learn through this demonstration no, so you can't quantify that can yeah you? but then, so, but then aren't, you, aren't you also looking at you being the only one that understands what you will learn from whichever decision that you are taking and then someone else to wouldn't necessarily understand it from your own perspective hence the reason why there is also a confusion and so you're the only one that understands it. But the question is, the one that is catering for you, the one that would be held responsible for certain things, especially schools that would, uh, would tell parents that, okay, so your child didn't come to school and we are fining you. We are, we are, we are, we are fining you this amount of money. Why don't we then allow the, the child to pay? Because I really disagreed with the child going out there to demonstrate and not going to school. So why don't we allow the child to pay? So that if the state agrees with the child, then maybe the state pays on behalf of the child.
2: It pays behalf of the child. That would be sweet. I'd yeah, that—that like is,
0: that is if the—that the, is if the state agrees with the child and the parent disagrees with the child, so that the, the child would understand that the the action that uh, he or she is taken has consequences, mm-hmm. because I think sometimes to be a parent can be quite tricky and difficult at this difficult. at this stage. It's,
2: it's difficult.
0: Um,
2: so, parent, if for instance, in the, uh. Like what you uh, what you mentioned, if we are fined, I'm fined for missing school, then we have to find a way around it. That is a, a family issue. Yeah, it's the state won't pay that. Well, yeah, not not if <laughs> I'm the secretary of state, <laughs> I'm not paying that. But if you you are fined for missing school, well. It's, it doesn't really make sense why you fine mm-hmm. me for missing a day school, but I- in the in the event that I'm fine for missing school, uh, the parents and the and the child should sit down and analyze the extent how mm-hmm. perhaps the child might have not understood the the extent of his or her actions. Now is the time to sit down and examine what what the consequences are. What uh, what you did the effect it has on all of us as a family not just yourself. Yeah, that. I I <laughs> fully
3: agree there. I mean, I would go further and say the the sort of punitive damages on parents it's 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 a knee jerk reaction mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. trying to apportion blame some to someone and the mm-hmm. easiest person to blame if a child commits a misdemeanor or whatever is the parent. Yeah. But finding them isn't the, isn't the solution. Exactly. It'll it'll aggravate the situation. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. we we need to look at like Raymond Arthur said um Saying that we need policies to actually strengthen the family and improve parenting skills. Exactly. So, I mean, And Leonie Lesage was saying how um, parents can be blamed because they have a duty to assist the child's development morally, but not a duty to control the children because it is too c- confined a concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, fining, it it's, it's not giving them the sort of social infrastructure that parents need. To support. Children aren't born with a manual. I wish there was a dummy's guide. <laughs> the baby's born and there's a dummy's guide. The amount of rigorous checks and balances you need to go through to, say, adopt a puppy, way more than just having a child. So as a society, we need to be supporting parents who, who um, of, of children who are showing, say, bunking off school, some sort mm. of juvenile delinquency, and actually exploring why are they doing this, not just punishing them and labeling and then fining them, we Instead of, without looking at the socio-economic background and the so situation that led to this.
2: Yeah, it's a complex relationship, actually, that we tend to overlook. Mm. Uh, it's not like a remote control that says that if you uh, good parenting leads to say, uh,
0: a well-behaved child
2: or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't... Okay
0: that way. We oversimplify the complex linkage between parenting and especially understanding that the child exists in an environment yes, with different actors. I, I
2: used to say well, they don't even uh, practice everything they learn, yeah. and they don't learn from the parent alone. Yeah, I used to say that in Ghana we have a course called the CRS. Yeah, yeah, Just studies. studies. Yeah, it surprises you that when they are writing their exam, an invigilator needs to be present. If we practice what we learn the exactly Christian really yeah. just, uh, w- you why, why that should they you the student won't be asking uh, the other student what's deuteronomy uh, uh, 20 verse 50. <laughs> <laughs> it says thou shalt not steal that's what it says
0: so let's come back it's, to this so let's say we are in a society where so we I mean, let's let's take UK as an example, and I think it, it reflects in most countries where we understand that government schools don't provide, in quotes, do not provide quality education as compared to private schools. Okay, so a child um, understanding this narrative and now saying, um, the parent says, no, I'm taking you to a government school, the child says, no, I have the right to quality <laughs> basic (laughs) education and i need you to take me to this school So, which which one should work it's it's not practicable i can't
2: spend the money that i don't
0: have and then the parent says (laughs) that okay so for you to be able to go to that quality school Mm -hmm. you need to work whilst you go to school then a child refers the parent to the fact that um if, if you know, like, if she, he, or she forces him to work, it is actually against yeah, yeah. uh, his, uh, his or her human rights. So I, I just wanted us to, to bring some of these real things yeah. and see the, uh, so that we can discuss because I believe we will be policy makers and other things in the future, well, so that we can really I understand. That children are also, mature. So, 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 <laughs> so in much, this in this much, case, yeah, in this they, case, they are... just take this scenario. Mm-hmm. What would you do? As a third party, not even as a parent, as a third party, the child says, I want quality education. I do not want to work. And all these are rights that, a child that pay, the child has. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. it has. And the parent says, I do not have the money. Oh,
2: what is quality education?
0: No, let let's right and let's not even delve into the contextual definitions of quality education. Yeah, let, let's your, <laughs> your
2: understanding of quality education am I as a parent, or no, even no, as a no, citizen. No, but let's it's, say
0: both 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 parties have agreed that there is a quality education. You go to and it's then, expensive. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so so exactly what if you are the arbitrator or mediator between that parent and that child, what would you do in that instance? Like you have two minutes because I don't think this, this, this time around the child is right. I think
2: mm-hmm. that he has to understand, mature, to be matured enough to understand that whatever he thinks are his rights, they come with responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And, and it affects that, uh, uh, there are effects on other people, such as his, his parents. Mm-hmm. So if you think that we, we should take you to Harvard and then not eat at home, then you are not being fair to All of us. Yeah, yeah. We are trying to give you the best as we can because we are fair people. We are raising you up to be a a fair individual, human Mm -hmm. being. Mm -hmm. You have to also be sensitive to our needs, not just and and reasonable. Yeah, you have to be reasonable. You are just being uh, concerned about yourself. Yeah, insensitive. Yeah, and that those are no signs of maturity. I'll argue that this child is not mature. Okay,
3: okay. I, I would. I would then. A draw a parallel on this situation compared to a child out in Christmas throwing tantrum because they didn't get the latest gadget.
0: Yeah, and the latest <laughs> toy.
3: I, I'm I'm really uh, boiling I down. The, I'm boiling it down. Yeah, really. But I would argue the situation's the same as as that. And as as Larry is saying, if in that example the child, if they don't understand the family's financial situation, as you as you said, yeah. the child is not demonstrating to be a morally competent agent. So then. Can they? So then I would argue, do they have the autonomy to make that decision? <laughs> and in that case, I will say no. Yeah, no. And yeah, I not. think, Larry, you boiled it down to saying it's an internal family discussion that needs to be had yeah. in that yeah. S- yeah. situation. But then I would also step back and say if there is such a discrepancy in that state between quality education and state education then this is probably a debate for another one of your shows isn't it yeah Yeah. so i'll say refer to that show in in the future
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i think um so i brought this discussion up because um like when you look at school for example, you know, like we have most of the undergrads, are some of them will be below 18. And then, you know, when you come to school, the laws are sort of different than what society back home would expect you to do. So let's say some of them will come and the the policies at, let's say, Senate, the Student Union Senate allows them to do certain things <laughs> at the university <laughs> as opposed to if they were at home. You know, so the the rights... Do you think that if you are to give children all these rights that the U- United Nations have enumerated here, do, do you think it would really make children the, the the best agents that we actually need in society? If we really give all these rights, because they have over twenty five rights I in there, we should
2: give them. We should give w- them. W- but not would, they, would they make them better? Than, would they make? By, th- I think that they, they should be regulated, as they've also mentioned by the state. In collaboration with the parents, but isn't it confu- systems? But isn't it you know?
0: confusing when, we, we, at at one point, we tell the child you have this right to do this, at another point we say okay, you also parents, you parents, you also it is your responsibility to sort of regulate. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it confusing? All of
2: them, because we, if we want to raise responsible individuals mm-hmm. who know their rights, and we don't just wait until they are 25 then we give them the right. They don't, Mm -hmm. won't even know how to handle it Mm -hmm. we have to teach them Mm -hmm. from that young age Mm -hmm. what they what they can do and um how to be responsible for that just because you can go to the speed limit uh say let's say 120 kilometers per hour doesn't mean you should do that all the time sometimes when you do it on on a sharp curve it Mm -hmm. means you're going to die you know things like that. We B- have B- to. Fahad, we have to regulate it. Yeah, so,
0: Bafad, don't you think? Why didn't um, the United Nations conventions also state the responsibility alongside the rights that is stated here? <laughs> so I want to know what do you think could be the possible reason for giving somebody rights and not you not know, stating the let, yeah, with the responsibility.
3: I think the UN has tried to make a a um, a convention that works for all. And as, and try to average out the situation because different countries have adopted it to different extent. I mean, for example, like the UK hasn't said anything specific on corporal punishment, mm-hmm. even though the convention mm-hmm. says nope, none of that, none of that spanking, yeah, and all of that kind of disciplining, yeah. But the UK has said eh, let's have a, let's have a think about that um, because I mean, public perception in the UK seems to be. Um, let's say not not clear yeah. cut on on that I think, matter
2: i think it is because of the, the that john venable situation yeah um, Yeah. 93 you heard about that mm-hmm. uh, the other guy Robert, was it robert thompson mm. uh, the treatment of uh, James Bulger, not mm. that, that two year old mm-hmm. they tortured the guy and you know it's it, it, it was a sad story so but say at i in these times that people have sort of got emotions you mm-hmm. know people feel and and understandably so but and I apologize to be blunt the feelings of the public in these times cannot be relevant to a society that is trying to uh, treat its young ones its mm-hmm. young offenders intelligently and humane mm-hmm. um, they are purely emotive mm-hmm. so I think that from that I think in 98 the the um, the UK scrubbed Dolly in car parks. that it's the concept that uh, when these children are not of age to mm-hmm. uh, be criminally responsible, so we described it was ten to fourteen. Described it because of, um, I think, the, the public pressure. The minister of state even interfered and they gave them fifteen years each. Mm-hmm. But the House of Lords had to scrap it again, cut it because it was an abuse of uh, executive function. But it goes to tell us how far pressure that from the media and the public mm. can influence the government.
0: But, but at the end of the day, we we also agree that, let's say, if a child is to stab someone else, that, that, that there should be something letting the child understand that, okay, so there are consequences for whichever actions that you that that you take. So let, I wanted us to go to the side. So, I mean, I think in the U.S., a child will do something, and when the parent wants to spank, then the child, if you do, I'm going to call 911. Mm. or something you know so so that that, that's that's my point in there at what point would we allow children to understand that there is consequences like if we are not talking about that don't we just make parents helpless I
3: disagree with that I feel like if the parenting situation has escalated to the level where the parent needs to enforce discipline through spanking then there's been something seriously gone wrong in the journey up to that point Okay. I mean I feel that um giving uh using corporal punishment in the home is just is just disguised as discipline, and then you run the risk of this escalating and becoming almost uh domestic abuse mm-hmm. um that's <laughs> not the way to go about disciplining children it's almost um, like what Durant and ensign found through longitudinal studies if you conducting that there's um later on in life children exhibit greater Aggression, mental health problems, cognitive development issues, drug abuse. Um, th- this, that's not the solution um, um, to that. Instead, you need to, um, I, I, would, I would say, like what the American Acad- Academy of, P- uh, of PEDS has said, that it, it starts with spanking, but it, but it escalates. Mm-hmm. And it links on to what I was saying earlier about giving them the social, parents the social infrastructure. Mm-hmm
0: to discipline and, and, yeah. and in well, other said, ways without yes. raising raising the first. Yeah because I think uh, other arguments also came up with when, when brought uh, mental health in there they talked about let's say you know allowing a child to stay back in school to do some complex mathematics as a way of punishing them. They also talked about how it affects the child's mental health and everything. <laughs> but like to conclude we have like less than one minute. Do Larry like do you agree that children should Face the consequences of the actions they take due to the rights that they have. Yes or no? Due <laughs> to the
2: rights that they have. Yeah. They don't. They don't have the rights. No.
0: Do, do at at the moment they have rights. They have rights to do certain things that is spelled out in the UN conventions. Mm-hmm. Do you agree that they should also accept the consequences without me pushing the consequences on the on the parents? No, I don't. You don't. Um. I would uh, say
3: if the child exhibits traits of an autonomous entity uh-huh. and makes that decision based on both and Childress showing intention, understanding, and they undertook that voluntarily, then yes, they, they should take the responsibility.
0: Okay, so you had, a, d- should I say the divided yeah. answers <laughs> that, that were given, but I mean, like we are saying, no, no parent or no child, nah, no parent is really going to just allow the kid to behave so i really
2: believe the report from sorry so uh,
0: yeah we we are are actually short of time so we will pick up this discussion again but thank you very much for listening to us as you can see the discussion was Nice, but the the, the details were, were complex <laughs> that yeah. we have to pick it up again. So, I mean, if you're a child, please just make life easier for your parents, you <laughs> know, <laughs> make <laughs> life easier for advice. your parents, and then parents yes. will make life easier for you. So, it's been Jinsek on Radio, and my name is Kwame Samuel and it's been Fahad, it's been Larry, you know, giving us their own perspective. So, until next week. It's been Jinsek, and then stay tuned and be blessed, and join us next week at 5 p.m. for another interesting discussion. So see you all, and have a wonderful day.